Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Haley. And this is How to Not Get Killed. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. Good. Got back from vacation. Yeah. Happy November 1st. Yes. Currently it is yes. November 1st today. Today as we record. Yes. This might come out Wednesday. Wednesday. The 3rd. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So hello. 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 <laughs> hello. Did you have a nice Halloween weekend? Yeah. I was tired. Yeah. I mean, we, fair yeah. enough. We yeah. got back really late on the Saturday and then we were like, we're going to get so much stuff done. Like as in sunday the halloween day as you as you think usually when you get yeah. back from a trip and you're like i'm gonna be so productive yeah oh i had so, <laughs> like i had like the world's longest to-do list i was like i'm gonna do groceries i'm gonna do laundry i'm gonna meal prep for the week i'm gonna do yep. this i'm gonna read seven books i'm gonna finish seven sweaters i'm knitting like mm -hmm. and then like 12 rolled around like in the afternoon and me and drew were both like we're about to die like we'll be lucky if we make it till like 8 p.m tonight yeah like time just also flies by too quickly on days like that when you have things to do like luke and i got back from niagara at like just before noon yesterday yeah. and i was like oh my god so much done and then all of a sudden i'm sitting on the couch and i'm like it's 3 p.m what happened <laughs> you're like all i've done is pick my ass for the last four hours abducted by aliens yeah. and there's like a time lapse yes. or something yes the chatter got you <laughs> the time just disappeared <laughs> i knew it's always the chatter it's always the chatter now whenever you're not sure if anything's happening it's the chatter it's the chatter and then you're going on vacation again and like a day basically like three days can you just like stop <laughs> vacationing maybe i mean to be fair niagara was a super fun for any of my friends listening that were there super fun weekend mm. birth birthday celebrations and everything Those were but fun. it wasn't necessarily like a relaxing vacation no thing that doesn't was, sound relaxing it was super fun but yeah you're just doing stuff all the time right like yeah. we, oh we went we we, we did nightmares <gasps> did you have you ever done I'm it too scared i i did it once um with my friend Teresa yeah. um and we were like 15 or 16 oh god and like it's the their whole thing too is that like if you get too scared you can shout nightmares and we'll pull you out and it's like over a hundred thousand people have chickened out and whatever and you don't want to be one of those people and, and that's one of their things so I remember the first time I went it was just me and Teresa and we no, were like you can't have two young girls oh my god we were confidently. I was so fucking I because there was like people in front of us and I was like oh we're gonna go through with them kind of thing but they yeah. just like divide you up into the group that you paid with yeah so it was just the two of us and there's kind of like a part where you get out of an exit door and then you go down the stairs and then you have to keep going okay and i remember in that stairwell being like i can't do it i can't keep going and she was like no we got to do this we can't chicken out we can't and, like <laughs> so hardcore about it and i'm like okay okay and it's like it is probably the scariest haunted house i've ever been in and i'm telling all these people this because i'm like well this was over 10 years ago so i can't remember if it's like as scary you know when you're like is it as is it that scary I or was did my memory just make it scarier yeah no it's that scary fuck it, it we there were six of us that went through i'm it too was scared hilarious like it's it's pitch black in there like you just follow these like see, red dots and you can't see anything because like the opportunity that i had to go in was like when i was like probably like eight or something like oh i went my with God, my family no. my brother and my mom and my dad they went in and then like they were trying to convince me to go in and i was like hell no unless you want to be like literally changing the sheets every night for the rest of my life no i don't want to have you know accidents yeah. <laughs> i think it's no time. i think it's safe to say it's 
it's not like a fun house for kids no or like anything like that there was a family that went in before us and there was two or i think there was three young kids they all looked like they were like under the age of 10 no um like maybe like between eight and ten and the one kid said he turned around and said to us he's like i'm probably gonna chicken out and then my my friend goes yeah i think i might too and and then they were in there for like two minutes and they came out and the kids looked like they were traumatized what happens just, like, in there it's it's just scary like it's really scary there's like it's dark and there's all these voices and stuff there's parts where you have to like get down on the floor and crawl okay see that's what my parents told me and i was like no you lost me there's like that's not that wasn't even the scary part to me the scary part is that there's certain parts where you're going up or down like these ramps no and then and the floor is like um like it feels like rickety like moving boards and it's pitch black, so you can't see anything. I have I such like a that. fear of like tripping ha- and hitting yeah, my like, head. Yeah, tripping like- on stairs and like fall, yeah. like things like that. And so I'm like, this is my worst nightmare, actually. This yeah. part right here, it's not even the creepy voices shouting weird things at me. It's like going down these weird, this weird ramp where the floor is moving. I think I feel like I'd like to see it with the lights on. Fair. I would. I would too. <laughs> I, yeah i just feel yeah. like yeah it's it's pretty good i would just say that like for anyone who likes that stuff the nightmares in niagara falls mm. canada i don't know i haven't been on the american side maybe they have a nightmares too i doubt it <laughs> i don't know but it's only it's also only like 16 bucks really i thought yeah. it was like 40 i honestly <laughs> I, like, I know a lot of like, people thought why? it was like really expensive and i'm like no it's actually not that bad hmm. considering because how like, scared you get <laughs> yeah i definitely thought it was like in the 40s to 50s and i was like well i'm not gonna pay like you know yeah no 40 bucks i think if you have get to buy on... new underwear right after <laughs> yeah, like, do they do they include yeah does it come like with a diaper or underwear? a change of clothes like <laughs> here's your fresh pair of underwear yeah. as you're coming out yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, here's your underwear <laughs> no it's, or they just it's have like a bad. like a washing machine there and they're like just wash your undies Would before you, like you leave to, yeah the press and fold option of your underwear <laughs> <laughs> it was funny too because i like every like two minutes one of the six of us or six of us in there like all huddled in a group one of the six of us shouted like i'm sweating so much like we were all just like in our jackets and stuff too from outside just like that'd be me just like i'm liquid we were all just like i'm drenched right now (laughs) because you're sweating so much oh my god Uh, yeah no i can't that doesn't sound fun to you no No. that sounds like all of my like most hated things balled up into like one horrible situation (laughs) as i'm saying it i'm like why am i such a freak i love why are you like this (laughs) oh my god you know what maybe one day we'll we'll go in together no you know we what as we i'm saying gonna, it, we said we were gonna videotape one it's just i don't know how we do that one because it's it's pitch black we'd have to get like night cam gopros yeah yeah that's that's it. okay guys we, we need that's our it's next just gonna be funding like project. basically like the blair witch project it's gonna be all like rickety me like snotting all over the camera like, hey i mean that would be great gotta give the people what they want yeah <laughs> gotta gotta keep the listeners happy somehow <laughs> oh god yeah so cool uh-huh. cool 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 so yeah that was my vacation <laughs> sounds very relaxing and peaceful sounds like you had like a really soothing time there yeah yeah great yeah well mine was good my my vacation yeah was, yeah it was good good it rained the whole time but that's okay yeah i know yeah that's what um that's what everyone says in vancouver it's like after apparently like september or yeah. whatever it's just rain for like yeah. eight months see i feel like i'm only fi- i only had found out about that like during the vacation and same. after same yeah like same, i feel same. like the heads yeah. up wasn't wasn't you know clear yeah i was like why did you come visit me now and i'm like you moved here you invited in me the, like, <laughs> in september <laughs> and then like everyone like the like drew's entire family like 
they knew the vacation was happening mm -hmm. and like no one said anything about the weather and then when we get back like his parents were like oh yeah the the wet coast day eh? and i was like if you guys knew this was like a common thing like <laughs> Why, why didn't you tell us beforehand? Like, we I, bought, we, we like, we brought our range shit with us yeah. just in case. But it was like, why didn't you, why didn't you let us know? I feel like I knew it <laughs> rained a lot there, but I didn't know it rained quite that much. And it was it, also yeah. funny because when we were at that fish and chips place um, along the water, did you guys go to that place? I don't know if it was the same one. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, there was like on the menu, there was... um like market price oysters mm -hmm. and i just tried oysters for the first time a few weeks ago and i really liked them so i was like well if i'm i mean in vancouver again like you're right along the coast yeah, so i'm like i asked her and she was like oh we actually don't we don't have fresh oysters in the winter and then um i was like oh, okay and, and she walked away and ali's like it's funny because all the locals here talk about the winter from like the first week of october where they're like now this it's the winter, winter season because it's raining all the time and like that's just their winter whereas here i feel like we would we would not describe a time as winter until probably like mid november mid november like yeah technically like this it's november 21st isn't it that's like where oh, i don't the know yeah season change but like, You're even like november, november 21st at 7 a.m precisely but, <laughs> but she's like oh yeah from like the end of september yeah. beginning of october they're like it's winter here now yeah <laughs> this is winter it's all the winter changes yeah we have winter and spring that's it and i'm like okay fair <laughs> enough cool 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 ah <laughs> uh, well let's let's get moving here um oh we've got two bonus episodes happening this month to make up for our lack of organization in october i'll just take the brunt of that my apologies <laughs> it like literally is all it my also fault. was a, a bad idea for us to try to plan a bonus episode while one or both of us were on vacation yeah it was we were silly yeah that was naivety at its best sorry guys we will make so, it up to you we will we're going to make it up to you keep your eyes peeled for that we'll like post the info on patreon.com slash how to not get killed so yeah if you want to get in on the extra lovage happening soon sign up mm -hmm. um we also talked about adding a few perks to our current tiers like discounts for when our merch rolls out so just letting everybody know that that will be happening mm -hmm. soon so if you're already a patron patron or an evil minion as we've been saying mm -hmm. ooh, <laughs> we'll be adding discount codes for like our website exclusive for you guys it'll be good discounts don't worry don't worry yeah so, it won't be like three percent yeah oh fuck it's three percent <laughs> oh yeah it's tier one is one percent yeah tier, tier one is, is two... you actually owe us more money <laughs> <laughs> yeah tier one yeah. is you pay extra for the merch <laughs> um <laughs> speaking of tears uh i when i was in vancouver i was making fun of megan for you know not signing up to be a patron when her husband has signed up to be a patron. <laughs> yeah. And then of course. She, I can't remember how the conversation went, but I don't know where she was just like, well, I don't want to be a garbage liquor or whatever you call them. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, that's a new tier. Garbage oh, liquor is a new tier. Can we just change it to that? <laughs> she said it and both Drew and I were like, garbage liquor. Yeah, that's the new tier. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So <laughs> it was hilarious. Sorry, guys. Any of you guys in that tier, you're now officially a garbage liquor. Yeah. <laughs> true <laughs> but we mean it with like an endearing tone of course it's not like of course these are the best names yeah <laughs> yeah it, it is really a term of endearment that's it how is. i've always seen it well yeah because i don't show endearment by being like oh i love you you're awesome i'm like oh you bitch like yeah <laughs> that's how i that's that's how we do it <laughs> so yeah this episode's kind of like a loosey-goosey one today there's no like you know one solid case it's just kind of like an idea that we personally find fascinating yeah so um yeah it's kind of similar to the like psychopath versus sociopath episode where it was just like 
a discussion. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about yeah this book and everything that we. Yeah. I don't. I don't actually don't know much about it, so that's why I didn't yeah. ask you much about it before. I'm like just. Yeah. Well, it's not more so about like me. the book. It's more but, so but about, about like, the idea. What what's come from the book? Yes. And, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So today we're talking about the concept of human hunting mm-hmm. in relation to the story titled "The Most Dangerous Game." It kind of paved the way for like cinema and fiction writers to essentially like adapt this idea and run with it. Then we're also going to just kind of jump into why people love the shit out of this and don't really realize why they love it or if they do realize that they don't really like appreciate and understand the gravity of it. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it's because this topic forces us as like civilized human beings to face like our innermost animalistic urges, if you will. Yeah. Maybe urges isn't the right word. No, well, yeah. An- instincts. Animalistic si- instincts. That's instincts, the word maybe? I should have yeah. wrote down. Yeah. But I don't think urges is like necessarily wrong with what no. we're about to talk about. No. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So first, for those who aren't familiar with The Most Dangerous Game, I'm going to do a little brief overview. It has also been published as The Hounds of Zoroff. So depending on where you're from, that might be like the title that you've heard, hmm. but it's most commonly known as The Most Dangerous Game. So, The Most Dangerous Game is a story first written in 1924 by Richard Connell. It was really, like, quickly adapted into different movies and stuff later on. But the, like, book was, like, almost immediately turned into a movie, like, I think it was, like, a year later Mm -hmm. um, by the same title. So, just give you a little synopsis of the book and movie. There is, like, differences from the movie that, like, don't happen in the book, like, just a little bit. But, like, the book is the important story Mm -hmm. so the story is that a big game hunter named rainsford from new york he's out traveling on a yacht some shit goes down on the yacht and then he happens to fall off the yacht he swims to shore because he's like he had heard gunshots so it like kind of like draws his attention over there so he like swims there to like you know find rest because he's just like swimming in the middle of like the ocean okay so he swims off to shore and he winds up on what looks like a deserted, isolated island in the um, Caribbean where he meets this fancy Russian aristocrat guy who apparently like lives on the island and owns the island. Okay. Um, so the Russian aristoc- aristocrat guy, his name's Zaroff, he like invites him in. He's like, I'll come have dinner and we'll clean you up. You look like you've been through hell. He just swam through the fucking ocean. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he's not going to look too good. Not his best day. Exactly. So, um, where I've already lost my place already. We're like two seconds in. This no, no, is okay. Yeah. yeah. So they have dinner and Zaroff explain how he's also a big game hunter because they're in like this big dining room and there's like the heads of stuff that he's hunted before, like all these like wildly exotic animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rainsford is like, yeah, I'm also a big game hunter and they like kind of bond over this. So... Ultimately, like, the conversation leads to how Zaroff's been, like, getting more and more bored with hunting animals. Mm-hmm. And that it's just, like, kind of, like, an almost like an easy prey to yeah. some degree. Yeah. Which, that makes sense. Like, his logic on that is, like, yeah, it's a one-sided game, really. Yeah. So, ultimately, Zaroff then kind of says how he prefers hunting humans now. But, like, again, the humans that he has chosen to hunt have also become too easy or they give in too easy or whatever because he was just finding like abandoned like sailors and stuff like people who've already essentially given up Mm -hmm. to some degree in his opinion 
So ultimately, Zara forces Rainsford to be hunted by him. They like make an agreement, whatever. Rainsford's like, well, this is fucked. Um, oh. the, <laughs> the hunt is supposed to go on for about three days. And he sa- and Zaroff says at the end of three days, if you survive, like y- you'll be released. Like it's fine. So the hunt goes on for the three days. There's a lot of like traps and like misleadings and stuff like that. So finally, after it's really good. Like I would recommend reading this. Like, yeah. It's, I'm I'm not doing it justice. I'm just doing a brief synopsis. No, no good. They leave some leave some leave of it. Some, yeah. For... It's really short. Like yeah. it's really short. So. I know you you were saying that it's like less than a hundred pages or something. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's a short story. Yeah. Also, if you want to listen to like the audiobook version, which is what I did on the plane, actually, um, I think it's only like an hour long. No, that's not bad at all. No. It's like it's shorter than like an episode of our podcast. But instead listen to our podcast. Listen to this first and then go and listen then, to it. And then yeah, yeah. While you're waiting for the next episode exactly. of our podcast. I will add it to the show <laughs> notes too, like a link to it or something. Okay. So finally, Zaroff, like after all these like twists and turns and different traps that they've set up, like there was some like pretty intricate ones that like worked. Zaroff also had like a like a henchman, I can't remember his name. I, I wanna say Ivan, helping him and he has like hounds as well that are like helping Zaroff hunt Rainsford down. Finally, uh, Zaroff and his hounds have um, Rainsford cornered on the edge of a cliff. And um, his hounds are like inching forward, inching forward, trying to get him and all that. Then Rainsford, instead of like kind of choosing to die by the hounds, just like backs up and jumps off the cliff. Sound familiar? Mm, a bit. Okay, we'll get there. We'll okay. get there. <laughs> I just wanted to add that in because it's nice and suspenseful. Okay. <laughs> so Zaroff like trots off. He's both pleased and disappointed with how his hunt went. Right. But he gets back to his um, bedroom and he's like, okay, I'm going to call it a night. But Rainsford's there. Rainsford survived. It was kind of like part of no his plan. No way. I know. It was kind of part of his plan. Oh, this little trickster. Very trickster-ish. Impressive. So then they have like this you know very symbolic and like heavily worded conversation it's very fancy i'm sure it is <laughs> it's very fancy <laughs> um and then they do like fight a little bit um and there's like i don't know phrasing that rainsford uses like oh who basically whoever su- survives the night and doesn't get eaten by the hounds is the winner to some degree okay and then like it's concluded with Rainsford saying that he had never slept more comfortably in his like entire life, meaning that Rainsford won. Okay. So Zaroff doesn't like survive. So that's the most dangerous game as quickly summed up as I could make it. Obviously reading it is much better because there's just like a lot more implied stories and tones throughout it, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's crazy good. And it just kind of paved the way for other shit. Yeah. Like, I've heard it like, or I've read it referenced in like so many of like when I was taking film studies, like so many of like those yeah. textbooks and readings and things like that. Cause I know like we're, we're going to talk about that later, but yeah. like just there were so many things that were inspired from it's, it. So I've never heard the story itself, but I yeah. like, I've, I know the name just from that. And for like the year that it came out in, like it was very controversial. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. And yeah. So we're going to, yeah. Um, uh, yeah one thing i wanted to point out about the most dangerous game and we'll probably bring it up when we cover the zodiac killer but i thought you'd find this interesting mm-hmm. um people have speculated that um 
that Zodiac actually referenced the most dangerous game in his letters that he wrote to newspapers in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, when he said man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Yes. A lot of people argue that Zodiac possibly either came up with this idea mm-hmm. on his own or he may have possibly read the most dangerous game and got like the phrasing from there. Yeah. Then also the movie Zodiac, they also mentioned the most dangerous game a few times. Yes. I, I do remember because I've read the Zodiac. Like I've read Robert Graysmith's book about okay, the Zodiac yeah. and he does reference it in it yeah. and, and just talks about again like the – he doesn't say obviously the most dangerous game in his letters but yeah. he he says that phrasing and it's – I think a lot of people believe he read the book. Not that it like created him as a serial killer. No, but, but that he took that sort of like – philosophy forward into yeah into like what i guess his logic behind what he was doing yeah possibly right well obviously we'll never know or we we might know one day but i yeah we don't the zodiac is still at large yeah or possibly dead i am the zodiac i am the zodiac (laughs) like the end of iron man like i am iron man yeah uh this is me coming out i am the zodiac (laughs) i am now the zodiac (laughs) i am only 27 years Uh old but i did it all of them yeah (laughs) i did all of it just kidding this is awful we're confessing to crimes we did not do (laughs) it's impossible (laughs) it's impossible so going forward like this is just something i've noticed i know we talked about this like briefly like prior to starting the episode but and maybe it's just like the immediate people we've had like these conversations with but it's just like something i've realized like amongst like people as like a whole is that when it comes to this like idea and topic like we're really jaded Mm -hmm. in like whether things like this actually happen because like i've said it's people before like oh yeah human hunting like happens Mm -hmm. and they'll be like no and i'm like well like yes (laughs) well yeah i mean (laughs) also i mean the in the genre of our podcast i mean like serial killers are hunting humans exactly (laughs) um one thousand percent that's what they're doing again zodiac even like basically said that. that in in different words yeah um and those aren't the only examples, but like from oh, there's, what I've we're got, talking about. I've got a list of examples. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I've got my lists here. <laughs> um, where I keep losing my spot. I just like, I, I don't have a brain. That's okay. Like, <laughs> it's not like a new or fresh idea or concept. Like, this is just like reality. It's just like a fancy way of putting into like an overly symbolic story tale mm-hmm. of of our reality if that like makes sense yeah it's like a metaphor yeah but it's like also just like very literal too like if you like compare it to certain things that are happening yeah it's quite literal um so there's like a certain conversation that like usually sparks this second conversation like it's like a i don't know like a segue it's for example you're watching a movie literally any movie and it seems to be even like remotely far-fetched at all in this scenario let's say snakes on a plane okay love that movie and then you're sitting there with whoever you're watching this movie with and you go that would never happen yeah you're like that could just never happen like it could never happen and you mm-hmm. generally you generally both agree on the topic like mm-hmm. whatever the movie is that's far-fetched yeah. even the slightest bit this i've had this conversation and like i know you've had this as well with like other people um like when it's a movie like the most dangerous game or like a show, which I'm going to go into like the movies and shows after that are like related to this topic, you get like mixed responses mm-hmm. on like yeah. what would actually happen. 
like mm-hmm. or what people would actually do yeah yeah and it's like it it's just interesting to see everybody have like very differing like opinions on like whether or not that could actually happen or if it did happen like how you would react and it's just mm-hmm. it's very interesting and like i think that's what shows like the jaded side of our personalities and like our civilization where it's just like you don't really believe certain things could happen or that they are happening it's mm-hmm. just like oh that's just a movie and it's like well well yeah and in your movie example i think a lot of people don't think about the fact that you're sitting on your couch perfectly safe in your home and you're saying i would never do that or that yeah. would never happen because of this where you're in your bubble you're again it's like but if you were literally in that situation really we don't know what anybody would do that's oh. what i always say where i'm just like i don't know what i would do in that situation because no. like, i've never been in a situation like that before your example like snakes on a plane where i'm like i genuinely don't know like maybe i'm gonna become like a snake wrangler yeah or maybe i'm gonna hide in the bathroom like i have no idea you have no idea you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's because like you can't really predict your like physical reactions you can predict like predict your responses because responses mm-hmm. are well thought out and usually educated like these are my like decisions oh this is me i've weighed my pros and cons but your reactions like you you can't really control them because they're reactionary like it's in the name Mm -hmm. like it just happens like it's a physical like reaction so now i just want to chat about the different shows and movies that are all based off of this concept of the most dangerous game i'm super excited i mean i know some of them but i'm just like i feel like there's so many that i'm gonna be like oh i had to cut some out because like there's so many that are just like somewhat inspired by this book and and concept right exactly uh and they always become like instantly extremely popular too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like wildly loved and like they or they become like cult classic type movies you know like the ones where you're just like oh my god you either love it or you hate it like or they're just like so like you know far-fetched and like dystopian and you're just like oh it's like a different world it's like a fantasy but like a bad one you know yeah and that, like, they're always like the movies where you're just like, imagine, like, imagine if this imagine happened. Imagine that was life. Yeah, or and it's like happened to you. That's why they're like they're just so. This is why, like, I personally think watching shows and movies like this are so interesting because I think more people should watch stuff like this because, like, I've tried to be like, oh, you should watch this movie, and people are like, oh, I don't like that. It seems too like dark dark and it's like but it's real <laughs> like it's real like you probably no, me should and you, me and you like I really know. dark stuff hence why we host a true crime podcast but yeah. yeah the darker the better for me yeah so i think i think watching stuff like this kind of like forces our eyes open to like a bigger picture in society which i'm gonna call class purification mm-hmm. if that makes sense i'll I'll talk about it after what I think that that like term means to me. Mm-hmm. Cause I even like Google to see if like, I just like imagined these words together or yeah. like, but it's just like what I think like the overall, like actual like theme is. Yeah. Which is class purification. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> and yeah. So let's, let's fucking jump into some of these examples. I wanted to ask you about this one cause I haven't seen it. Maybe you've seen it. It's called The Belco Experiment. came out in 2016. No. Okay. I I wrote down, like, the synopsis of it, and it, like, it's the same. It's basically the same concept? Yeah. I do really want to see this one because it sounds crazy good. So this is about a group of employees of a mysterious, 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 (laughs) mysterious organization (laughs) named Belco. One day the employees are ordered to kill one another or face even worse consequences. The film explores the ways in which all of us have a dark part of us that can emerge when we feel that our own lives are threatened, as well as how even the best of us will do terrible things in the right circumstances. The 
Just going to whisper that there for a second. <laughs> the film received somewhat of a lackluster reviews, but it's like one of those like cult classic films. Gotcha. So, yeah, basically these employees are all like forced to either kill each other or face like other consequences, which is generally the same theory as The Most Dangerous Game. Yeah. There's so many... I'm not going to say any of them because I know you're going to have them on your list. There's so many examples running through my mind right now. Where I'm like, yep, that movie, that show, that oh, movie. Like, they're all here. I just, I wanted to start with this one because I'm like, yeah, I got to watch this one. But it's just like, uh, so I'll go into my next one. Any of the Purge movies. Yes. Particularly number two. Yes. Which is my favorite one. So all of the Purge movies have the general theme of yeah. like kill or be killed mm-hmm. or basically... Uh, I think this one, like, I don't know, really parallels the whole class purification thing because it's like yes, the rich get to stay alive mm-hmm. and the purge only happens as a way of like having crime like sort itself out. Yes. By like the like bottom level people mm-hmm. eliminating one another. Yeah. Yeah. The purge, like, I haven't seen all of them. I've seen the first, like, I think three or four. I've seen the first 17. So, so I don't know. I don't know if they get into this, but it's like, it's very obvious that they're trying to sort out crime, quote unquote, sort out crime or get rid of crime. Yeah. Only in the lower classes. Like, is yes. the purge stopping like white collar crime? No. No. Probably not. Like, no. it's only lower class crime, yeah. like violence and murder and Thievery drugs and, and, and yeah, yeah, robbery and things like that. Um, <laughs> that was a very dramatic stretch yeah oscar like literally almost like just used my phone as a pillow <laughs> i um, think he's trying to <laughs> yeah and i think that's what i loved about those movies and again i know we've talked about this before about how the first one was like like it still explored those themes but it was on such a small scale because it's only about one family in one home yeah and that's why i really loved the second one because after i watched it i was like this concept of the purge yeah is much more effectively um demonstrated and you can analyze it so much more in relation to class yeah and, and socioeconomic status in a grander scale with these people 100%. who are literally out in it and again with like the the rich people who are like whatever like capturing them and killing them. like you know yeah. for sport for exactly sport. right yeah the most dangerous game that's why i said like particularly particularly the second one and i remember watching it and that's really because the first one i I watched it and I was sort of like, okay, yeah, interesting. The second one really slammed it home for me where I'm like, oh, I understand more what these movies are about now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, I I find it like so interesting because it's like, I remember when like the first Purge movie came out. Yeah. I thought the same thing. Like, oh yeah, it's just like happening within like the upper class, really that Mm -hmm. first one. But I was like, this could happen. The whole like concept of like, okay, well, for the next 24 hours, like you're on your fucking own, like protect yourself or defend yourself. Like Mm -hmm. there's two different actions you can do there. But it forced you to have that conversation of like, well, what would you do if for 24 hours everything was legal? Like a lot of people would go out and steal money because they need to feed their families or they need to like get these like enemies away from them to protect their families or protect themselves or whatever. Like you would do the things that like uh, that I think once you eliminate consequences, Mm -hmm. everything's fair game and your like morals kind of go out the window. It's just like you only really have morals really for fear of consequence. Yeah. Really? And again, you just don't know what you would do or what might happen to you. Like, I'm thinking of myself if, like, the purge was happening. Me as, like, 
a middle class person where like no i'm not at the bottom but i'm also not at the top with these fancy security systems so like what if something happened to you during a purge and the next purge you're like i'm gonna go kill that person yeah you know what i'm saying oh exactly (laughs) it's just and and two another like point that like just popped into my head that i hadn't like thought of before like yeah you might sit there or me might sit here and say oh i wouldn't do anything like whatever i'm gonna just like sit there quietly and like protect myself and hide in my room but you don't know if there's possibly someone out there that's like i'm going to find this person because 10 years ago they wronged me and now i'm gonna kill becky tonight because in grade two she bullied me or whatever you know what i mean like you don't know who you've pissed off in your life steve buscemi and like (laughs) billy madison yeah that's that's what what you thought of (laughs) yeah and he's like i'm sorry and he like crosses him off his list yeah it's like like, oh i'm not i'm not gonna kill him (laughs) now i don't need to kill him (laughs) but it's just like (laughs) exactly what it's like you literally don't know you have no idea like think about every person you've ever even had like a small argument with you don't know if they're sitting there like thinking like wow that just i've never gotten over it yeah right it might not be a situation where you're seeking out violence but you might get into a situation like the where? the character in the most dangerous game on the yeah. island where you have to resort to violence to live to live yeah 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 i and so the, the purge movies get me i love them yeah they they get me this is the next obvious one i think this is what started like the immediate spark of like wanting to do this episode mm-hmm. sooner than later squid game yes yeah that's that's the, one of the ones that was in my head so like, I don't even know where to begin because, like, I, know. <laughs> I have, like, a couple issues. The reason why I was, like, annoyed that I got, like, immediate popularity is because, like, everyone thought that this is, like, such a new and fresh idea. It's not. It's not. It's really That's not. what I've been trying to say is, like, this idea has been, like, milked and reused so many different times in so many different yeah. books and movies that it's not new or fresh. But everyone's like, whoa, this is wild. And it's like, well, yes, it's an extremely well done show. Like, it is wild. It's, oh, it's a great, it's, it's, yeah, it's for crazy. sure. It's very well done. Um, but you're right. It's not, I wasn't watching it thinking, oh, I've never seen this concept before. Yeah. Well, also, if anyone's like listening to this and they haven't seen Squid Game yet and you're planning on it, maybe just like skip over the next couple minutes because there's going to be probably spoiler alerts here. Well, yeah, I didn't know if you were going to, if you're going to, you're going to spoil it for everybody, Becky? I need to talk about this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the con- the concept of it, though, I mean, you can even watch it in the trailer. Like, you, the concept of what yeah. what's going on and, again, like, the concept of human hunting or or people hunting each other, yeah. having to resort to that. that. Again, like you said, that's not new. And I'm sure this is probably on your list somewhere, but I'm thinking of, like, The Hunger Games. That's the next one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just like, but that's yeah. so closely related and it's such a recent one in pop culture that, again, people don't realize some people might be watching Squid Game and be like, I've never seen this before yeah. ever. And it's like, you have. Yeah. And again, have. even time and my time dad again. talks about like how the Hunger Games has been inspired by so many things. The Running Man. It. The Running Man, the most dangerous game. Yeah. Gladiators in Rome. Yeah. Like, oh, that's on my list to talk about too. Eventually. Oh, shit. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> just shut the hell up. <laughs> But it's just, yeah, it, you're right. Yeah. I think Squid Game deserves the hype. It's a fantastic it's, show. Yeah, definitely watch it. And people should go. And I'm loving that people are getting so excited about a foreign show. Yeah. Because again, like, I mean, through my film studies, I most of the movies we watched were foreign films. And I feel like there's so much, your, your world is so opened up as far as like the media you consume when yeah. you start consuming media outside of North America. Yeah. For, for us, for North Americans, right? Where it is very much about our life and our culture, mm-hmm. which is fine. But you get so much more from it yeah. when you, again, open yourself up to other shows and movies that 
you have to watch with subtitles or dubbed or whatever, which is fine. But yeah, um, I just you get used to it. And I love I love that everyone's so excited about yeah. <laughs> like a Korean it's, show. I know it's so great. I'm I'm stoked about that. Yeah. Yeah. I it just it's it's really interesting. Like I I don't even know like how to like phrase. Uh, they I think they handled it really well with because it's definitely one of those shows that when you watch it you you do the whole like oh what would you do or what if mm-hmm. kind of during it oh very much yeah but like i think a lot of like what people forget is that most of the people came back mm-hmm. yeah because like they'll continue on the show watching it the whole time being like oh well like oh he shouldn't have done this or whatever oh. what if like blah 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 but it's like like 90 percent of those people like made the choice to go back into the game Yes, and that's what makes it very different from the Hunger Games, which yes. is that I mean, it's not by they, choice. They didn't, yeah. In the Hunger Games, they don't have a choice; you just get selected. But yeah, in Squid Game, they they do have a choice. They do have a choice. Very, and that I think adds so many layers of complexity to it. Yeah, as far as like what you said, where you're sitting there and being like, "Well, what would I do?" Yeah, because if you're just put in a situation where you have to survive, okay, you're going to do everything you you're can gonna to survive. survive. Yeah, but if you're put in a situation where you have to choose to put yourself in that yeah that's when it forces you to like weigh how bad is your like life free of this Mm -hmm. versus like the possibility of what it could be if you do go back yeah right and i think that's why they like did let everybody leave like i don't think it was even like necessarily a choice i think it was like i don't know planned that way where it was like oh we're gonna make it seem like it's a choice of do you want to continue playing or not when really it was like all along they knew everyone was going to come back yeah like they were that confident that people were just gonna because again it plays on that um the class system and what yeah what would you do if you were in that i cannot say what i would do yeah if i was like the main character and like or any of those people who were like that poor that much in debt in that much trouble that like you're either gonna die or your family's yeah. gonna die or like you're just gonna like wither or, away like, on the street. Or like collectors are like, gonna kill you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's just I've never been in a life situation like that before. So I cannot say that I wouldn't choose to go into that game. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then it begs the next question. Like this is like something I had talked about with um like my friend who I watched it with Alyssa. We like talked about how another reason why like everyone like loves this show so much is because like while it's so fascinating and it seems so far-fetched like i'm someone who firmly believes that this type of game is happening in the world like as we speak like it's not just like a fairy tale that's being told for our entertainment like i believe that there are billionaires that do gather together and bet on humans i mean i wouldn't be surprised we do it every day though we watch shows like survivor we yeah. watch shows like Big Brother where it pushes people to their mental and physical boundaries yeah. and we bet on them. And yeah. we do it with like animals, horse racing. We yeah. do it with everything. We do it with sports. Yeah. We bet on people. So it's not really that much of a stretch to say, yeah, someone out there is doing this for personal gain, for yeah. pleasure, for enjoyment. It would be like silly to say that it isn't happening, especially in countries that are foreign to us yeah where things are very different there like even like take korea for example like things are so different there and we have no idea what's really happening in comparison to like our society where we're experiencing things differently and even in our society like 
sorry to say it but like if you have money you can get away with almost anything yeah so if, yeah if these we, are like the top of the top one percent this could be happening in like our hometown and we would yeah. never know about it you, you'd never know especially if that person has money that's why i'm yeah. that's why i yeah. so hard like heartedly believe that this is happening because think about anybody who's committed like a serious crime that's white and has money they usually get away with it it makes the news and everybody talks about it oh yeah but they get away with it and then it gets forgotten mm -hmm. but if anybody from like a lower class or a different race does any kind of crime it's talked about forever and they're painted as this like less than human monster yeah yeah right like i the first thing that i can think of is like brock turner yeah like you know what i mean if if, if you anybody... can see the way me and becky are looking at each other <laughs> I know, right we're now just... we're like oh <laughs> like my don't head's even just get like... me started <laughs> You know, and then what's the, what's the other guy's name? I I can't remember his name. One of the guys from Dragon's Den. Didn't he kill a man and literally get away with it? Oh, you're talking about Kevin O'Leary? That's it. His wife, they were driving a boat um, at night mm -hmm. and they hit another boat. They claim that the other boat had no lights on mm. and that they didn't see anything. I would too if I was a billionaire. And then the other... <laughs> I don't even know. I read this. I read this interview or something about in court. I can't remember what the what the family said. I think they claimed they had a light on, and then the, and Kevin was like, "Why would we drive into like we were sailors? Why would we drive into a boat that has a light on?" But I think it's also a fact. I think it's probably from what I read that they didn't have a light on, but but Kevin O'Leary's wife was driving way too fast. Mm -hmm. I think it's a combination of the two. Yeah, and they killed somebody. Yeah, yeah she did. She's not going to go to jail for it. No. And and you're right. Like, even, and everyone's even just, like, if it's not about. necessarily her fault, there are people who have gone to jail for less because they don't have money. There are black people that have gone to jail for smelling even remotely like weed and just yes. getting arrested yeah. and like tossed in. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and like, some of them are still in jail now, even though it's legal in Canada. That's, that's <laughs> the fucking problem. Like, you know? It's just like insane. Like, yeah. 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 So I don't know. I can like think of so many scenarios where it's just like, uh, like what's oh alec baldwin literally just killed a person on set i'm i can almost guarantee you nothing's going to come of that okay but you know he didn't just like shoot somebody no i know right? it wasn't intentional oh my god okay i was like did you, but do you know what happened yes i do know what okay. happened but this is kind of what i'm talking about is there won't be consequences because of the wealthiness well fair enough there won't be but like i feel like even if you weren't alec baldwin and you were just an actor on the set like the props are not your responsibility. Oh, I do agree. Not even close. Like, I agree. I, I know feel that like a lot of people saying, will be held ac accountable for it. But some people like, were saying that Alec Baldwin is like, I guess he's also a producer on the movie. Okay. And some people say that like it is part of the producer's responsibility, I guess. But again, I, I truly believe that whoever is managing the props. Oh, yeah. And especially if you're using fire like you're you have a live round in it yeah. i'm sorry it's just like this like it's with everything that happened with like bruce lee's son and like there's been things in the past where i'm just like how are you even allowed to still have those on film sets at this point yeah. like I oh just, it's like silliness it's altogether ridiculous it's ridiculous but yeah but, obviously that wasn't like the clearest example yeah but. I, I mean you're right he won't go to, i just don't think he should he should go to jail i don't think so either but it's i think still... he's probably gonna be traumatized for the rest of his life because he accidentally shot somebody. somebody yeah and that would be. and like looked at them while he was doing you know what i'm saying yeah. like i just can't even imagine being in that situation no but yeah but i don't know it's just an interesting scenario if you can imagine yeah um the next one is hunger games yeah 
it's like a perfect example of like how would you behave because like in the hunger games like from each different section everyone treats the game differently Mm -hmm. like what are they called like the areas oh districts districts that's my god i don't even have like words anymore (laughs) i just people probably are like wow becky's like really stupid but then like when i'm typing and like thinking of these things i like sound like the most intelligent human and then the second i have to like actually vocalize words i'm just like i know what's I that do the place same. called <laughs> i'm like i i don't even know what i was gonna say and then later on you're like that's what i was gonna yeah, say i was gonna say this one really smart word <laughs> the districts so like for example the people that are in like the really lower class districts for mm-hmm. example like 13 or 12 yeah. it's they view it as like punishment and all this and then the people in district like one through three are like oh no we're here to fucking fight and we're gonna win and Mm -hmm. because we're wealthy and we have like access to like resources to help us train better it's advantage training and weapons and all the stuff right where it's like yeah obviously in the movies katniss is like well equipped because she hunts self food trained yeah and she's a good archer yeah but if she wasn't, she would have died in like yeah. probably the first day. Yeah. You know? And so it's like yeah. that, that, that's the only thing that saves her because again, it's a demonstration of how like you almost never have a chance against someone who has money and has more resources and just has lived that type yeah. of life against your life. Exactly. Right. And then it kind of like also ties in with the whole like class purification is because like they've like shown it in that movie where a lot of the winners happen to be from the districts that are closer to the capital that mm. do have the more money and they are slowly over time just like eliminating people from the lesser classes. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. The next one's The Running Man, Arnold Schwarzenegger, got to check that out because it's movie. basically the exact same as The Hunger Games. Yeah. Like, and very similar to like basically. Squid Game as well, like that whole like realm of like it's a game but it's yeah. not a game. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to watch this. It's essentially televised, but yeah. 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 The one I'm going to talk about briefly. I haven't seen it yet myself. I wonder if you've seen it. The Hunt. Oh, um I feel like I know what you're talking about, but I don't I don't know if I have seen it. It um it was supposed to release uh, oh, I didn't write down what year. And then it like got pushed because of the pandemic as well as um there was a mass shooting that had taken place right and they felt it was like too too soon and too closely related yeah that's fair and that's also like another point is how like art imitates life Mm -hmm. and we won't watch these movies or we'll like push them back out of sensitivity which yes that's totally fair but at the same time it's like maybe if we do consume this we can learn from it to like not have it happen kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, or acknowledge that it is happening and figure out ways to like dismantle this whole issue. Yeah. But yeah, the hunt's a really good one. It's the same concept, like a bunch of billionaires essentially hunt people and hunt each other and they force them to hunt each other. And pretty much there's only one person left standing. And so that, so you said it got pushed because of COVID. So this must be like pretty new then. Yeah. I think it came out last year. Okay. Uh, I want to say like November or something, but yeah. And there's just been like a lot of like controversy around it because of the topic. Yeah. Which so Ike Barinholtz is in it. If you know who that is. Mm, I don't (gasps) know. Or maybe if I saw them, Uh, I don't know. Well, uh, what's her face? Emma Roberts is in it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Swank's in it. 
Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. She she plays like. Brings some credibility to it. Yeah, brings a little bit of credibility. <laughs> Being like, Ike Barinholtz, the most credible. <laughs> I uh, no, I don't know who that is. Though. Oh, he's so, like so. from Mad TV, um, Mindy Project. Okay. Again, maybe if I saw him. Maybe okay, I, saw him. Yeah. I feel like if you do see him, you're never gonna like not remember him. He's like very remember, like memorable looking. He's a memorable face. Yeah. 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 Okay. He's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's not a hilarious movie, but he's hilarious. Gotcha. As a person. <laughs> Lord of the Flies. Yes, of course. Classic. I feel like that one's just like an obvious Very one. Very classic, yeah. This one's a little bit of a stretch, but I was like, it applies. The Saw movies. Yeah. Like entirely. Oh. Uh, it's more oh, of like a sh- horrifying stretch on it, but it's harm for or sure be For sure that applies though. Yeah. It's also like, again, I mean, obviously people who take this concept want to make it a little bit different than the, than the other ones or whatever, but like the Saw movies are like that. It's, it's the most dangerous game in that like you're te- you're hunting people in the way that like most of these people die right like yeah. you're m- more likely to die i would say than survive some of those <laughs> situations yeah. but it's all about their choices that they yeah. want to make and again it's all surrounded by some sort of like penance that these people have to pay for yeah. like something that they've done exactly and it's like- so it works all of that morality and again like you said what would you do in that situation like it's very much about that yeah where you're like oh you have to like cut that person open to get the key out of this thing or you know and yeah. it's just or you have to put yourself through like intense physical pain yeah to get out alive and there are lots of people who'd be like i just wouldn't be able to do it i'd just die yeah and again a lot of them do yeah but I think that's a great example. Yeah. So I got the Saw movies in there. Yeah. Great. Oh, gosh. Should yeah. we have a marathon? We should. How many are there now? I Like seven. I honestly have no idea. There's I so many. I haven't seen all of them. I think I've seen up to like three or four. But I did just watch Spiral. The one that, that came out. It's like in the Saw universe. <laughs> it came out with Chris Rock. And he's like, he's a detective. Like it's, I he's love a Chris serious, Rock. I know. He's great in it. Um, right. And the guy. Did you watch The Handmaid's Tale? Yes. The guy who plays Nick, <gasps> the driver. He's I in love too. him. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love him. Um, and it's like, it came out last year or something. Within the last year, it's super new. Okay. And it's supposed to be like the latest installment of the Saw movies, but it's just not called Saw like I'm going to watch it today. Yeah, it's it's called Spiral and it's like in that universe. And huh. it's it's good. I really liked it actually. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Um, And then I've got... um. Another one here. I haven't seen this as well. Maybe I don't think you have. Um, it's called Battle Royale. Came out in 2000. It's a Japanese film. And it's like classified as being like a cross between Lord of the Flies and the Hunger Games. Okay. Um, I de- I've definitely heard of it. Like, again, in, yeah. probably in like my film tex- textbooks, but I don't think I've seen it. Probably. It's um, focused on like a group of students who are imprisoned and forced to fight one another by the government. I don't know what happens in it though. This is so bad, but I just keep thinking of like that scene from Accepted. You know that movie yeah. with Justin Long? Where yeah. like the one guy's like, it's a battle royale. <laughs> Do you remember that part? The guy who makes a shrimp slushy? Yeah. Oh my God, ew. But <laughs> <laughs> yes. I can't remember what scene it is now or what the context is, but he says I can't that. remember that. And now I want to, I now, love that movie. It's so good. Um, and now I kind of get more what he's talking about, I guess, even though that's super dark, if that's what he meant. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant. But. Probably though, because like <laughs> you'll see it often a lot in like different comedies and like different I feel like, like it's been shows. Referenced where they'll like take like a really like 
not serious situation be like wow this is like the most dangerous game like yeah i saw it in like an episode of superstore they referenced the most dangerous game i think it was i'll check to see what episode it is but like it, it's in comedies like it's yeah. it's joked about quite frequently where yeah yeah rick and morty has like a whole like episode about the purge and like they talk about mm -hmm. that exact concept like yeah it's, well, and I feel like the Hunger Games is becoming that in pop culture now too, where like Battle Royale or the most dangerous game is last still man used, standing. Like, but like now, like I feel like I've heard that reference in pop culture where it's yeah. like, oh, it's like the Hunger Games of this. Yeah, you know, and yeah, for sure, it's yeah. like it's an easy way to get the concept across. Yeah, it is. But yeah, so I again, like all of these kind of center around the same theme of like purification to some degree, mainly class purification. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just like an interesting concept. So. Which is, isn't it an interesting concept? Because if you think about it, hypothetically, like the Hunger Games or the Purge or whatever, and if, if you know, the motivations behind like, let's just say it, like rich white people, um, yeah. is to clear out the yeah. lower classes and you then you just have like an upper class, well, like something's got to give. Yeah. Some of you are going to have to sink down. Like that well, vacuum kind is of... going to be filled yeah. by somebody. You know, yeah. it's not like a, a utopia is just never going to exist. Well, no. That's so you can't like just all be like, oh, we'll get rid of all these people through these games. Yeah. And then um, it'll just be us left and it'll no. be freaking great. No. Like no. then you'll start turning on each other. Well, that's exactly it. <laughs> exactly. So it's this... just like, it's such an interesting concept. Like you said, especially about the class system. Yeah. Because it's sort of like they don't realize like, no it's like, like oh we're trying to fix it but the coin but flips just, eventually yeah like, you're just going to recreate it yeah yeah and then like okay once yeah you have that whole entire upper class left there's still going to be someone that's the bottom of the upper class exactly so then now you've become the lower class now you're going to be the hunted yes yeah 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 i know i know i know we're we're, we're on them. like on the same <laughs> i just like stabbed myself in the eye but we're on the same wavelength here <laughs> But, and then, so next I want to talk about the Lucifer effect. Oh yes. Okay. Explain that. To I, well, I wish I could in like extreme depth. I can't. There's just so much. Okay. So I'm just going to gloss it a little the, bit for at least. Cole's notes version. Yeah. 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 Spark notes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so Philip Zimbardo, he's famously known for, um, with his colleagues conducting the Stanford prison experiment, which most people have heard of. He then based a lot of his other research and findings off of the results of this experiment mm -hmm. um i'll just do like a quick quick little briefing on that obviously like it's way more in depth and i'm just going to do a quick gloss a glossy do over okay um but it's definitely like wild and interesting to like read into oh taco's just ripping up the couch as, <laughs> as usual and she's like screaming yeah <laughs> we always do this and no one can ever hear her but she's like literally doing like blood curdling screams i have back. people text me they're like i can't hear them and i'm like well we can and it's drew doesn't even edit them out it's just like i think our mics are just like so good they're not picking her up thank god thank god <laughs> but she's literally like, <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> sorry if that like hurt your ears it would sound like we're recording at a zoo if yeah you hear all these <laughs> yeah and then with oscar snoring too it's just like it is a zoo over here <laughs> yeah and you can always tell when we're, we're like running on too long because he'll halfway through just like sit up and be like Ugh, and like look at me like are you done <laughs> it's like okay relax <laughs> So the Stanford experiment is a role play scenario that took place in 1971 at Stanford University. 
It was intended to examine and study the effects of a participant's reactions and behaviors during and after a two-week simulation of a prison um, environment. Mm -hmm. Uh, what uh, What it went on to prove was that people will and readily conform to the social roles that they are expected to play, especially when the roles are the more stereotypical roles like prison guards. Yes. So hunting to some degree. So I, this is why, you know, when you're watching, let's take Squid Game, for example. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if maybe you have the same thought that I get often. And like now I'm starting to understand it with doing more of this research where you're like, well, how come all of the guys in pink suits are enforcing all of this? Yep. How are they behind this? Yep. It It's because of the like logic that came from the Stanford experiment is like you as one of the pink dudes, the like armed guards they probably themselves are also to some degree part of the game in the sense that they know that if they don't conform to what they need to enforce they themselves will be taken care of yeah or eliminated yeah so it's kind of like you either hunt or you be hunted like it's it's yeah it's yeah and and again i think with the stanford prison experiment there's a lot of about like when you're when you're put in a role like an of authority mm-hmm. where you have power over people yeah then that can again a lot of people are like no it wouldn't change me power changes everybody yeah um, i mean you it, saw how i acted when i had the secret and you guys were like <laughs> what's the secret and i was like i never realized I could feel this good from power. <laughs> Becky had a secret. She was like, I'm going to tell you guys something tomorrow. And then we see her and we're like, what is it? And she's like, I have too much power now. I don't want to tell you. <laughs> I was drunk off that power. You guys were like begging. I was like, I'll be able to get these guys to do just about anything yeah, right now. we're like ready to barter with you. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like- I was ready to be like, give me $10,000 and I'll tell you. <laughs> but it, it's it sounds ridiculous, but that's how quickly power does go to your head is the second yeah. you have something that other people want you're in control and again the, the stanford prison experiment is like an act it would it obviously highly unethical would never happen today. oh no it was extremely never. unethical for but, so many reasons but those are the the unethical ones that you know back in the day or whatever the ones that obviously we we learn the most from because we can't do those situations yeah. now because you get to see what would really happen yeah and a lot of those people again were behaving yeah. like prison guards even though they were all they all went in at the same level, yeah. like the same status in society and they everything. Were all, but now you're a prisoner and you're a guard and everything has flipped. And yeah. now your your entire personality has changed. Yeah. Which is so interesting. Right. And I don't know if do you talk about any other experiments in this? Not really. Okay. Have you ever heard about the one about um that they did to compare to like Nazi Germany during the war? Oh no. Um that's... it was again, it prob it wouldn't probably be approved today, but it was I can't remember exactly when it was done. It's talked about in a lot of my, like, my, when I was in, like, my sociology classes and stuff like that, about how, I want to say it was, like, maybe 80s or 90s. Um, and there was basically people that went into a room, like, the participants. Yeah. Um, and they sat, at like, at a table, and then there was, like, um, I don't think they could see the other person. You could hear them, though. So there was a person in another room, and the experimenter was like, okay, so you're going to ask some questions. And if they get the answer wrong, you're going to press this button and shock them. Do you know what I'm talking about now? I, I do because I'm reading it in my book. Yes. By Dr. Julia Shaw. Everybody read it. It's called Evil. And this is like one of the yes. most um, famous, like the Stanford Prison yes. Experiment, experiment 
like on like human nature and also like the effect that authority has on the way we behave and how it's basically they're saying like every single time someone got it wrong they turn up the 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 level of like the voltage um and the person on the other side of the of the wall that the participant was hearing was an actor so they're pretending that they're getting shocked where they're like oh my god they're screaming and they're like no stop because it keeps going up and up and up to the point where like as a participant you probably wouldn't know this unless you're like work in a science field but to the point where like the shocks quote unquote that they were giving them would have killed them yeah like it was that high but the researchers standing there saying nope keep going we're doing the experiment keep going yeah keep doing it. and they did certain variations of yeah. it where like the researcher was wearing like a lab coat and looked more official or it was like a researcher that would like was just like plain clothes and like yeah. how that had an effect and it and basically and then they debriefed people after and again this is why this was it was unethical to probably do this but people were really upset with themselves that they didn't just stand up and say no I don't want to do this yeah I'm I feel like I'm hurting somebody because again like that trauma that you're going through where you actually think this person is getting shocked yes. and they're screaming in pain and they're like no please stop please help me like yeah. all of this stuff and the researchers like keep going keep doing it and it was compared to Nazi Germany like you said with Squid Game where like these people on these lower levels who yeah. were in positions of authority but were also at the end turned around and said we were just doing what we were told though and if yeah. we didn't do it we I probably would have the consequences yeah. yeah and these people in this yeah. experiment weren't under threat of their life like they could have just got up and walked away yeah and they still did it yeah so that's the point is that it's sort of like okay so these people did it and no one was holding a gun to their head yeah it was just a researcher a person of authority standing there telling them to do it so yeah. can you imagine if it was like hitler or the guy in Squid Game with the yeah. freaking mask. Oh, the he's like, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, if you don't do it, like, yeah. you know what happens. You know what happens. You got to play that red light, green light. Greater, yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but it's like, it's also crazy to think that, like, you're basically choosing from, do you want Apple A or Apple B? They're both apples. But it's just a matter of, like, how you want to eat your apple. Like, sliced or whole, you know? It's just yeah. like... How do you want to do it? Like your options are basically both the same consequence, mm-hmm. but like, how do you want to get to <laughs> to the end? Like yeah. it's just so interesting. But and something I was reading, I, sh- I didn't write it down, but your like experiment you just told me about mm-hmm. in the book, and I'm I'm gonna butcher it. I'm gonna like butcher it. That's okay. I probably butcher that whole experiment too. So, but she talks about this study that was done between like um, spouses and also siblings because the like relationship is actually like quite similar. Hmm. So, like based on like a loving type scenario, yeah. and also it was like found that like spouses and siblings demonstrate like the same level of aggression towards one another. So it's like, for example, like I'd be like, oh, I just want to like punch my brother. And, whatever or like oh i just want to punch drew like it's just like it's the same type of aggression that you would have type of frustration i guess so they had done this study i can't even remember what the like goal of the study to determine was i'm just talking about the study because it was like so fascinating and i like want to tell everybody but it was like so they were studying the correlation between like food and sugar levels Mm -hmm. in relation to like spousal and sibling aggression to see like a greater um connection so what they did was they gave the participants i'll just talk about like couples in the scenario they gave like the the boyfriend and the girlfriend you know whatever the like spouse and spouse a voodoo doll of like one another and they gave them each 51 pins and they said like at the end of the day without your spouse seeing you 
um, you, you're going to be tracking all of your food and at the end of the day, you're going to put however many pins in the doll that um, represent like how angry they made you throughout the day or like, oh, they did something that pissed you off. They get a pin. You know what I mean? But they don't get to see that you've put pins in the doll. Okay. So it's done in private at the end of the day separately. When they go to those rooms to do the pins, they're also given the option of um, like blasting a sound on their partner. Okay. Like a really uncomfortable sound, like like you said, like different volumes and different like lengths. Mm -hmm. So it's like an ear piercing thing. Like think of like a siren, but just like to like a really uncomfortable standpoint. So they had the option of saying, do you want to blast your partner? with this sound b because of what they did earlier in the day or whatever that pissed you off okay. you can get it out of your system now and but what they didn't tell was they didn't deliver the blast to their partners oh so okay. what they were able to do they knew that each partner had the ability to blast one another but they never actually received the blasts right so you could be sitting there going well my partner didn't blast me so i won't blast them because right. you, you think you're not getting the blast yeah or you blast them, but you don't know that it's not getting delivered to them. So you're not actually harming them. You think you're harming them. Uh-huh. And it was just like so fascinating to see that like most people did blast their partners. They did increase the blast and they held it for longer periods of time too, based on like how many pins they put in their dolls and how like little they ate throughout the day. So it was just like all in co like correlation to like how much they ate and stuff. Interesting. It was, yeah, I'm going to try and like really fine tune the like results of that and like maybe share that like in another episode but it was just like I, as i was reading it i was like what the hell that is so fascinating that's like such a yeah that's such an interesting concept for yeah. an experiment too yeah. yeah yeah but it but yeah you're right you it's easy even outside of an yeah. experiment to say like well i don't think i'd do that yeah but, but maybe you would maybe right you would in a controlled environment where a researcher is saying to you like well you can get it out of your system in this yeah. safe environment here yeah and they won't really know that it was you that blasted them like go ahead get yeah. it out and it's like you get to let out your aggression and what you think is a safe environment yeah but like you're actually technically doing harm to some degree yeah. like or again with the one i was saying where it's like you th like as a participant you would think it's a safe yeah. environment you're like well this researcher is not going to tell me to do something that's going to like actually hurt yeah this person or kill them and again it was an actor but if that was a real person and those were real shocks it would have killed them you wouldn't have known that yeah. and so to some level like they're they're they were more so talking about that um deference of responsibility yeah where in the nuremberg trials where after like people were prosecuted and they're like yeah but i was doing what i was told because this guy told me and then the the guy above is like well i was doing what i was told because this, this guy, told, guy me. told me and it's yeah. all this passing off of responsibility passing the right? yeah and so it it is quite interesting again yeah. when you can look at certain experiments like again some of these very unethical and wouldn't happen today but exactly. they have happened so we can still look at them and analyze them and use that yeah to our knowledge right yeah and then so now let's like move a little bit forward i wanted to talk about aggression through inaction oh okay which again applies to a lot of things like hunger games and squid game and what we just talked about where it's like there's the person who's at the top telling you what to do and it's just like a waterfall of different steps like mm -hmm. i'm instructing you to manage all of the prisoners and but i don't give you clear instruction of how to manage those prisoners yeah so technically whatever you do 
the buck is off my hands because all I've did was gave you vague instructions Mm -hmm. and you went with them. Yep. So it basically aggression through an action means that like people forcing this upon other people being hunted, like they technically aren't getting their hands dirty. No. Because they're not the ones doing the action. They're just the ones like setting the stage. Yeah. So it's like, you're actually like the aggressor here. Like you're the reason this is happening, but your hands aren't physically dirty. Yeah. You haven't actually like done anything with your physical body. Yeah. And it's also like a behavior that's really commonly like known to be very easy to deny. Well, I didn't do anything because I didn't touch anyone. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the same way. Like, you know, when you like, I don't know. You like purposely don't do a chore or something because like let's say let's say Luke didn't do the dishes and so next the next day you're like well I'm not gonna do the dishes because he didn't do the dishes <laughs> that's actually aggression through an action yes because yeah. you're being aggressive by not doing something yeah you're being like passive aggressive Pass- yeah yeah but it's just like well this is me getting my revenge mm-hmm. but if he's like oh well you're being aggressive you could be like well I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And that's true. You didn't technically do anything, but your lack of doing something was the aggressive act. Yeah. Or like even there's like there's a there's some steps in between too. where like I know I've never done this before because I I don't consider myself an extremely passive aggressive person. Like I I I, I like to be a little bit more direct, but I have friends who have like had roommates where they're like, oh, yeah, my roommate left me like a sticky note. And it's like, did the dishes. Yeah hint hint like because you never fucking do them kind of thing and it's just sort of like there's even something like that too where it's like that is hugely passive aggressive yes um more so like i would say in certain ways like being passive aggressive can sometimes be it can seem more aggressive yeah than someone just sitting you down and being like look i feel like you haven't done the dishes a lot lately you (laughs) you know like yeah you know what i'm saying it's just interesting how we we only think about aggression as like like yelling and fighting it's and not. and cursing yeah. and be just anything right yeah um whereas there's so many types of aggression there, there's so many that's what i'm reading about in my book and it's yeah mind-blowing yeah and it's like it's actually mind-blowing because like passive aggression is like kind of deemed like the more dangerous because it is so easy to deny mm-hmm. which is what also is aggressive in itself because like your denial of your inactions like drive the other person so crazy that it's like a whole new world of like gaslighting where it's just like this is mental torture this is like yeah mental warfare to some degree and it's just like yeah it's just well yeah especially when you're around someone or people like super close to you that affect your daily life that are passive aggressive i feel like i would like in that example i gave of like oh like a sticky note being left or something i yeah. feel like i'm the type of person where i'd read it and be like did she mean this or did she mean this yes or she also could have maybe meant this or did they mean this (laughs) or or maybe she was half asleep when she wrote it and she didn't mean anything by it like you know what i'm saying where it's like that can drive you insane yeah more so than someone just saying something direct to you yes i'm the exact same way and also too like i feel like most people would describe me as being extremely passive aggressive i don't know if i would describe you that way okay maybe have a conversation with drew and i don't live with you so (laughs) yeah like it's yeah that's just me i'm trying i'm working on it i swear <laughs> Fair yeah um i and i i just wrote down a quote here about like the lucifer effect there's so much like more to it it's just a quote of like yeah whatever so the lucifer effect describes like the point in time 
when like an ordinary normal person first crosses the boundary between good and evil to engage in evil action. The Lucifer effect describes when a situation turns normal good people into perpetrators of immoral or evil behaviors. So it's all about the situation. Interesting. Okay. I have the book, The Lucifer Effect, by Philip Zimbardo. And I've started reading it. I haven't finished it. I probably should have finished it before doing this episode. But maybe we'll do a whole Lucifer Effect There's only so many books we can read so fast, guys. I know. It's just, it's so hard. And I'm really guilty and bad at, like, starting a book, getting, like, two to three chapters in, loving it, and Mm -hmm. then, like having to do something else and never going back to it yeah no for sure or like me i love reading so much that sometimes i'm like oh i've read half this book but then like you said you get busy you get distracted you forget about it and then you get excited about another book yeah and then i'm like oh i'm halfway through like six books if, if and you I go try and not like, to let it get that far, but it's mine like, so bad. Like if you go and look at like my bookshelf, almost like every book has like a bookmark halfway through. Yeah. And it's like, did you finish any? Books? No, I totally, like, I totally like, no, get it. I finished half and then Spark notes the rest. Of and them. I do sometimes like again when I have time, like I'll like to go back and like finish them yeah. most of the time. But I find sometimes I get caught in that. Oh, okay, I gotta finish some of these books because I have like half of them yeah. read. But you know what I immediately think of, though, when you described the Lucifer effect is Eileen Warnos. As far as and I know there's a lot, obviously, to her story and everything. But like when we talked or like I know I wasn't that, but we talked about it. You know what? (laughs) You were. We're just going to cancel Jade. Jade's canceled. I was Jade in that episode, guys. I've been Jade all along. Uh, (laughs) I'm actually Jade. But but me and you talked about it after and everything. Um, And just about how she her life circumstances obviously yeah. led her down a certain path yeah but the first murder was someone who likely attacked her right yeah. like and it, and it was like you said so what would you do in that situation yeah. like i would defend myself you'd right? have to you'd have to and so but at that after she killed that man it's like okay well the psyche's been now broken. i'm yeah now i'm a murderer so like i might as well just keep going with it yeah kind of thing and 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 like you just said about the lucifer effect like crossing over that line it's yeah where seemingly normal people and i know that she didn't have yeah. a normal life but but could have maybe had a normal life yeah crossed over to that line and now you're like well there's no going back now yeah i might as well just be a dick yeah <laughs> or it's or, or it's not even necessarily a conscious decision. It's kind of like you, once you cross that line, it's almost like this like veil gets lifted and you're just yeah. like, oh, well, there's other options now Yeah, that I never considered before. Yeah. And you're right. You might not even really notice that you're considering those options now yeah, that you wouldn't like, have oh, before. It is just quite simple to protect myself and like eliminate this person mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where it's like this is this makes the most logical sense, although it doesn't. Mm-hmm in the moment it feels like that this is something like i had brought up with the girls like on the trip is like what is that line for you mm-hmm. what's that line and it's like you might think you know what that line is of like what what is my personal line that would make me into like a violent evil person you might think mm-hmm. you know it but it might actually be something completely different yeah we all kind of collectively agreed that like it would be protection yeah for others not necessarily for self so like we had all agreed like oh for example like i would become violent to protect oscar for example yeah like that's that's totally fair right and like we all agreed like if it came to protecting someone we loved we would probably become violent not necessarily like oh i'm gonna be violent it's just like i would violently intervene to protect them kind of thing yeah or like the example i was giving you earlier about prisoners yeah one one of my favorite movies and um if any of you have seen it it that's the whole concept about 
a man's daughter has been abducted and he thinks he knows who might have taken her or whatever it's a great movie um and and it's sort of like the whole theme of it is like how far would you go yeah to get your child back if you think that you can do it like if you think it's within your your power to get them back by doing something really heinous or violent or something that you never thought you would do but it's for your child like i'm sure there's probably a lot of parents that watch that movie they're like i'd probably do that too but like i said to you there's a lot of parents in the movie who handle it differently it's yeah and and it shows that spectrum of okay no not everybody would turn into like a violent raging person but, but some you can might. see how it would happen yeah. for some people. And again, I, I don't know. I don't have a kid. So I have no idea how yeah. I react in that yeah, situation. Yeah, that's a hard scenario too because like I find like a lot of people that are like firm, hard, like I'd never behave that way. Often are people that like don't have children or mm-hmm. don't have like a dependent to some degree. Yeah, or like you said, a pet. Like, yeah. if, someone, like if someone like took your dog. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure you would. Oh, I've yeah. You like, would run down anybody and anything would, in your way. <laughs> I would literally turn into Liam Neeson from Taken and be like, "I will find you and I will kill you." Like it would be exactly like I I hate watching like shows where like a pet gets like missing for some reason and then they just like stop looking and I'm like really like I would be out like slitting throats and like skinning people alive looking for my dog. I know like, where the I, fuck is he? I know. Like, yeah so how far would you go guys how far would you go and then it it, like this it brings me back to like squid game for example where it's like you you're consciously making that decision like watching it you're like oh how far would you go where you're like oh yeah would you play the game would you make it to round six but in making it to round six you're understanding that it means you'd have to kill other people Mm -hmm. so you're you're making that conscious decision Mm -hmm. of okay if i want to win this Others have to not only just die, but de- die by my hands. Yep. Yeah. It's not passive at all. It's not. It, it's, yeah. And so you make that decision. And it's like, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I'd play the game and I'd win. That's easy enough to say. But what you're actually saying is, is I'd play the game. I would harm people. And like, I would be like victorious with it. Yeah. you'd. I think at a certain point, again, once these people chose to be in this situation you would have to acknowledge that part of yourself that Mm -hmm. you are willing to do that yeah or you're not willing to do that and at that point you shouldn't you shouldn't be there but um yeah the second time around i guess is what i'm saying but um but yeah it's it's one of those things i think we never not never but most of us will never find ourselves in that type of situation lots of people do and then you could speak to that from your own personal experience but again i I think we often deny the possibility of us having to do something that we just it feels ugly it feels not like ourselves because we're not walking around in everyday situations being threatened by whatever or our lives being threatened or our children or our pets or something right it's usually if that does happen to you it's a once in a lifetime thing so again until that happens you can't predict and i think a lot of people who throw their hands up and they're like no i would never i would never in that situation i could just never i know exactly how i'd react or whatever and again maybe you do but i just think that um there's a lot of human denial about like it's almost like blissful very yeah deep human biological instincts that 
kick in in situations like that yeah you just can't control yeah because like everyone's been conditioned to be sweet people that generally don't want to kill right for the most part for the most part (laughs) but it's just like is it this is like a question i like constantly ask is it more human to be aggressive like hunting type beings Mm -hmm. or is it more human to be civilized like no harm doers what is it what which one's more human and history would dictate that it's more human to be killers yeah doggy dog yeah like the survival of the fittest yeah it's it's just so interesting that like we as a society usually have such a hard time like consuming this content and like <sighs> agreeing with it to mm-hmm. some degree mm-hmm. and then i i don't even know like the phrasing i'm trying to get out here but it's like we have such a hard time like consuming it and like agreeing with it and seeing where you know identifying with it yeah identify that's thank you Mm -hmm. Uh, but like it's it's in us Mm -hmm. like i don't know it's just there it's just yeah i don't know it just like blows my mind all the time yeah yeah and it's like really not that far-fetched of an idea no again because like you said there's so many very close examples like that you gave in society today where it's like well i could go to a boxing match and watch two guys beat the shit out of each other and they, they one yeah. of them could die like it obviously it, 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 or, it's happened or before, just at the very least they get severely injured they're and still hurting each other and we're going and consuming that for entertainment and possibly betting money on it or yeah. whatever right and that's like a normal thing it's and like, you're like oh those it's like very normal oh my Taco. gosh she's just Are like you moving me? your mic around and everything sorry <laughs> if you guys heard that because <laughs> it was probably like, dun, dun, dun. my mic's like pointing at the ceiling now yeah. um but it's the worst <laughs> but and you again you can say well those guys choose to be in that ring sure but but again they're but probably still, choosing because they themselves want to earn the winnings they want to make money yeah so it's like how is that different than squid game not, right yeah i don't know it's just like it's and it, i don't know it's just crazy like you you go into survivor like the show knowing fully well what you're getting yourself into yeah it's a reality show and how much of it's real but like yeah to some degree it's real those are real human beings whether they're actors or not they're still like a living being signing up for this like they're willing to put their their minds and bodies through like yeah. intense um like trials to yeah. possibly win some money yeah right yeah so and then you can think back to like ancient greece upper class of sparta like they regularly stalked and killed people from a certain class level um the people were called the helot people i don't know if i'm like pronouncing that right um but the people that went out and stalked the helot people and killed them they were actually like secret police undercover and it was like an act of keeping like the crowds of the helot people from acting out against the leaders so it was just like keeping the lower class in control. Like yeah. it's like it's kind of the same like principle of like capital punishment where it's like, okay, if you do the crime, you're going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that where it's like, we're just going to start doing this to instill fear and control the lower class. Yeah. The Holocaust is like probably one of the world's largest examples yeah. of human hunting. Yeah. And absolutely. also like class purification like it was just like all of it a a group of people that all started with one individual saw the world to be a certain way thought it would be better that way and let's purify the world of these people that are staining that possible existence now obviously that's not real like that didn't need to happen you know what i mean like 
Like it's not well. The the ideals are not true. Yes, yes that's what I mean. Yeah. So not like oh, he doesn't think the Holocaust was a hoax, guys. No, <laughs> God, no. Oh my God, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is like obviously like Hitler's view on the world being better without this certain grouping of people. That's false. The world would distorted. not be better with. Yeah. So. It's just, like, it's interesting because, like, people are always, like, so, like, oh, you know, like, this would never happen. It's, like, but it happens all the fucking time. It happens with segregation. Like, Mm -hmm. the second you are, like, oh, well, like, we got to, like, keep the indigenous people away from us and they have to be on separate reserves of land. That's what we're doing. We're segregating and we have this, like, absurd idea that society would be better if things are separate. And it's, like, that's not true. Like society would be better if we all just come together and stop like separating everything and creating classes. Classes don't need to be a thing. Like, and again, because it's not directly going out and hunting someone down with a machete, there's so much denial of responsibility. Yeah. And it's just like like, systemic ways that people in power are literally killing people who are of minorities and lower classes through inaction anything right yeah Uh, lgbtq like there's there's so many people right that are fighting for for their rights because if they don't the system is set up in a way where they are literally more likely to die yeah and they're just not protected not receive medical care or like not they don't have access to resources so it's like but people at the top are like oh yeah but i didn't kill that person with my own hands yes but you're part of the system that yeah makes it difficult for them to live exactly a healthy, normal life and you're like by actively like not taking responsibility although yeah you weren't the one there with your hands around the throats it was like by just denying the history and the way we're repeating history is aggression mm-hmm. like yes. by not doing anything by not taking the responsibility like we're not working together to like clear this issue up and yeah fucking work together it's just it's just mind-blowing basically we're all hunting each other we're all this is one big game it is it is like it sounds silly it sounds crazy but it is becky and i are not conspiracy (laughs) we're not conspiracy i swear but also (laughs) but the government is out to get you (laughs) but it's like (laughs) they're not out to get you but they're also not they just don't care about you they're not not out to get you (laughs) they just don't give a shit about you yeah yeah it's just yeah it's yeah it's all a bunch of fucking craziness guys the world is fucked <laughs> seriously i mean yeah how'd you like that rabbit hole yeah I, yeah i even have you're like i don't even know how to wrap this up <laughs> i do have one serial killer who like his killings are entirely he never admitted that it was based off of the most dangerous game but mm-hmm. like it's pretty fucking obvious it's based off of the most dangerous game robert hansen we will cover him at some point um he had uh hunted raped and killed at least 17 victims what he did was he literally like would capture sex workers fly Mm. them out to an island release them and tell them to run oh i feel like you mentioned this to me and i was like we have to do that he's on my list oh my god this happened in like alaska somewhere but even wow so yeah he would take them to like a really dense like forested deserted island and just be like run run yeah oh my god and he'd have a rifle and and you would at that point feel like you're in a movie yeah you're like this is not real this cannot be and that's the thing is like i i can't even like imagine what these like 
minimum of 17 sex worker women were just thinking like they had to have been thinking like this is i'm hallucinating yeah i've been drugged right yeah i would just be like this is a tv show ashton kutcher's gonna pop out and be like you're punk you're punked like (laughs) you're not famous we just wanted to traumatize you (laughs) your life's (laughs) fucked up now but it's just like it's fucked like yeah this is why whenever i'm like things like this happen and everyone's like oh no it's just tv i'm like no no like (laughs) the holocaust happened and people hunt people like stalkers exist like we're doing it to one another constantly like yeah it just isn't painted in a pretty show for us for our entertainment while i stuff chips in my mouth like you know (laughs) what i mean it's just like just because there isn't a big bow on life every day it's like shit happens like just open your eyes absolutely yeah i sound like one of those conspiracy theorists it's like open your eyes steeple i'm not that it's just like in like what's really there (laughs) yeah do your own research and also grow your own weed Isn't that what every conspiracy theorist does? No? No. Well, I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know. That's how I envision uh, them. With like a beanie and like... Yeah. Uh, they all have beanies. <laughs> obviously. No, they're Do you supply just... all of them their beanies? Fuck. I was hoping you wouldn't say anything. <laughs> no. They're all people that... Uh, you know what? I'm not even going to get into this. This is like... Becky's <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, now you're talking about my friends. Oh, <laughs> uh, No. No, I'm I'm hardcore against conspiracy theorists. <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, this isn't I mean this isn't a theory. We're just this is the way it is. This is just fact, I think. This is just research. That's it. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming to our really <laughs> weird TED Talk today that probably went on for like 2 hours. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so not sure how to wrap that one up. But, but. no, that I think this for me personally, it was a super interesting concept for an episode and obviously guys just let us know if you like this idea of like Mm -hmm. uh, something that it's not a case but it's something that very much surrounds true crime and the world itself as far as like a concept or or just again like a like humanity issue yeah where it's something that there is a lot of discussion around it. There's, I feel like we could talk for hours about this. There's so many other like pop culture examples in my head too, where I'm like, well, like, or like Hannibal or something like that. Right. Where again, like you see, you, you're going to start to, if you haven't considered this concept before or the motivations behind it, you're going to see it everywhere now. Yeah. That's kind it's of the way it be is. Like more, yeah. And I feel like that's exactly like why it's been like at the forefront of my brain is like once I like accepted this like reality, mm-hmm. I'm like noticing it with everything. I'm noticing mm-hmm. it with like workplaces. Like, you know, mm-hmm. the tears of like yeah, class in a workplace, you know, it's yeah. just like uh, it, little things. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just interesting. Well, I can't wait to read the book. I, i'll literally give it to you the second i'm done okay cool thanks you we okay here's two books you need to read evil i, I think the like remainder of the title is um humanity's dark side or something nice. uh, by dr julia shaw i'll put it in our show notes holy shit she's a good writer she writes like how i like talk so like as i'm reading it i'm like she's talking to me this is <laughs> this is for i love me. that it's the best it's like the most like relatable type of book where it's not like overly like heavily worded where you like can't understand it it's Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. the layman's terms of like the realities of the world i don't it's just like so freaking good and then the phillips and bardo book the lucifer effect that's a heavy one that's a it's a fucking dense book but it's it's good shit i'll put it in the show notes i'll put all that stuff in there yeah 
All right. Thank you for coming to the most dangerous game. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know what to title this episode yet. Obviously, if you're listening to it, it's already been titled. But I don't know what to title it. Yeah. I don't know. I have like ideas written down. We can discuss them we'll when we're discuss. done. You, you guys at this point, y- now you, you know. already know. You already seen the title. So you, you like already it? know I hope you it like it. We Maybe worked it's hard shit. on it. Yeah. I think. <laughs> so a couple of closing notes here. We got our bonus Patreon episodes. I wrote down in the notes here uh, like 20 question marks because I had intended on discussing the dates before recording with you. And we forgot. And we didn't do that. So. Okay. Well, by the time you guys hear this episode, we will we'll have, have those dates up it. for you. <laughs> We fucking suck today. Oh my god. No, I suck today. No, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed. And if you ever want to chat and connect with us, you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com. Or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at how to not get killed. And you can also follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Keep us lazy. Bye. Bye.